Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 158 of the Ask the Coach Show, where Ping Skills helps you improve your table tennis. 158 is the number of digits in the decimal expansion of 100 factorial. It is Wednesday, so we're going to talk about the drill of the week, and today we're going to be speaking about the on-table warm-up. In the questions, we talk about returning side spin, top spin strokes, whether it's good to learn many serves, and whether watching the logo helps you determine the type of spin on the service. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Super Coach Alois Rosero is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Thank you, Jeffrey. And what about on this day, Jeffrey? On this day, it's definitely better than whatever you said about those numbers. Wiley Post becomes the first person to fly solo around the world. Do you want to have a guess at the year, Jeffrey? First uh, person to fly solo around the world. 1915. 1933. Not bad. Not bad. 1933. So uh, there you go. Um, Wiley, Wiley. I didn't even know. Wiley who? Wiley Post. Never heard of him, right? Never heard okay. of Okay, I know the Wright brothers. When did they do the first flight? Oh, I don't know. Well, that that could come up in this day in history shortly, or well, one day, <laughs> one day tuned. this year. <laughs> exactly. All right. Excellent. All right. Well, after that exciting adventure, um, let's talk about yesterday's Pink Skillers question of the day, which was, who do you want to see win the Pan-American Games? Now, we didn't have a huge response to this question, Alois. No, no. And I think I think it's a little bit indicative, isn't it? Because there isn't a lot known about uh, events such as this, the Pan-American Games, small event. But I'm just re- having a look at the, um, the seeding list. So the number one seed, uh, Gustavo Suboy from Brazil, ranked number 55 in the world. Um, Second seed was Eugene Wang from Canada, ranked 58, and Hugo Calderano from Brazil, also um, ranked 76 in the world. So, and we've got Montero from Brazil. Um, so we've got some got some good good players there. In the women's, um, the US feature right at the top. So Lily Zhang um, is number one seed, followed by Zhang Mo, a player that I've seen a lot of uh, playing for Canada at Commonwealth games against uh, the Australian girls. Um, Gui Lin, number three from Brazil. And then, yeah, so Brazil, Brazil pretty top-heavy in the um, in the women's. So they got the number three, five, and six seeds. And, and that was borne out in the results of the team's events as well. So uh, just having a look at the team's event results, the, um, the men uh, won the... Uh, the Brazil, Brazilian men won the uh, team final... 3-0, but the big surprise was that Puerto Rico beat the US in the quarterfinal and then Paraguay made the final. So the Paraguay never ever won a medal at the uh, at the Pan American Games and now picking up the silver medal in the team's event. So it would have been a huge day in Paraguay um, table tennis. And in the women's, the US, number one on top, beating the Brazilian women. So... Um, so that was a little bit of a turn up because Brazil had, as I said, three of the top five or six seeds, but the US had two players that were unseeded, uh, Jackie Zheng 
and uh, Wu Yue. So they um, they were obvious. They're obviously very strong players. Just weren't seeded at all because they weren't on the the, the world ranking list. So um, Jackie Zheng beat uh, Gui Lin in the first match, three uh, one, and then uh, combined with Wu Yue um, to win the doubles three 0 as well. So clean sweep by the US against the very strong and highly favoured Brazilian team. So well done US in the. Uh, in the women's teams. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And I saw, Alois, a tweet from the women um, showing a selfie of them after they'd obviously won the team's event. So that was good to see. I think I retweeted it. And yeah. so, yeah. By the way, follow us on Twitter. Um, mine is at PingSkills and Alois's is at Alois Rosario. I'll put the links to our Twitter accounts in the show notes. Indeed. Get on to Twitter. Start tweeting. <laughs> Why not? So there you go. Um, that that uh, does that wrap up the pen. Um, yep. American games. Yeah, it certainly does. And then the singles uh, main draw thing starts tomorrow. So get onto it. Get get interested. Um, find out about um, some of those players busting their boiler to win those gold medals and uh, and some some high class table tennis for sure. Get onto it. Indeed, excellent. All right, and now this moves us on to the Ping Skillers question of the day, which is, what was the biggest factor that made you start playing table tennis? So again, that's going to be on our Facebook page. It's going to be on our blog, on our Ping Skills website. Get involved. We love to hear your thoughts about these questions and anything, in fact. So, yeah, what was the biggest factor that made you start playing table tennis? All right, Alois, now we're going to talk about the drill of the week. And this time it's, uh, you know, some people might not even consider this a drill, but we're talking about the on-table warm-up. Tell us about this. Yeah, this is a really, you know, we, we sometimes just disregard the um, that initial part of our warm-up. So the on-table warm-up usually looks like um, we're just going to play forehand to forehand and then backhand to backhand. And that's good, but there needs to be... Um, some real intensity with that because that really sets the scene for the rest of your training session. If the if that on table warm up is slack and it's you know just soft and not much control or not much focus, then that's what your training session is going to end up looking like. So so really important that that on table warm up, your forehand to forehand to start with, or your backhand to backhand, or whether you're going down the line or whatever, get. Get yourself focused. Get yourself into the game right from the start. Um, a really important factor for the rest of your training session and something that's really disregarded as well, often. I love it, yes. And um, as you mentioned, it doesn't always have to be just cross-court. You can vary it. You can go down the line and, and do some different things. And we talk about that a bit in our 52-week training plan, Um where we go through, uh, give you a training session every week for 52 weeks, focusing on different areas in four-week blocks. It's it's really good. So if you want to improve your table tennis, check out our premium membership in which you get full access to that plus heaps more. All right, Alois. Now we're going to move on to the questions. How are you feeling? Have you got your, your brain ready to give some good answers? Well, huh? <laughs> Look, you know, 
he, sometimes he doesn't look like he's all there, but he does know his stuff about table tennis. So stick with us and you're going to get some good answers from him, I promise. Mm-hmm. First up is a question from Johnny. And Johnny says, I've recently played some players capable of executing side spin, top spin attacks. I've almost never played players that can execute this stroke well, so I had lots of trouble returning this stroke. Most of the times, I would entirely miss the ball. Wow, sounds like Johnny's having some real difficulties here. Alois, do you have yeah, any tips can be, for him? Yeah, it can be really difficult um, when you first start to try and play against that side spin, top spin, because, as you said, the ball's curving, and you can. You can miss the ball if you're not reading the flight of the ball properly. So the first thing is, obviously, watching the ball really carefully. Make sure you're doing that. The second thing is adjust your position um, to get to the line of the ball. So um, your initial reaction might be that, okay, there's the ball, here it comes, this is where my bat needs to be. But if the ball's curving away from you, you then need to adjust your position across a little bit more so that you're getting a good uh, position for your hitting point um, for for your stroke. The next thing that you need to think about is that the ball has got some side spin on it. So... Like um, other things, if the ball's got side spin and hits your racket, it's going to go sideways. So you need to adjust your stroke or the angle of your racket during your stroke to allow for that side spin that's on the ball when it hits your racket as well. So um, it's it's not a scary thing. It's something that you just need to to experience a bit. Watch the ball um, and and just try to get someone to do it to you with, as much as possible, and, and soon you'll find that it's um, it's pretty simple to do. So the other the other thing is with your actual stroke, you can also think about just making sure that you that you're brushing the ball as well, so that you're generating uh, your own spin on the ball. If you just put your bat to it, then the spin's really going to rip off uh, the bat and and go sideways. So if you just get in there and play a good topspin yourself against it, then it almost negates the side spin on the ball. So, yeah, give that give that a go. Bit, just a bit of experience um, and, and see how it goes. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's nice to know the theory about the ball's going to have side spin, so it's going to be curving. But until you actually see it happen to you, it is, it is difficult to, you know, process that. So I guess, you know, you mentioned experience a number of times. And I guess this is similar with a lot of table tennis. Really getting out on the table and experiencing it or seeing it firsthand is, you know, a must-do if you're going to get better at this game. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, as you said, you know, the theory is all really nice, but until that ball hits your bat and takes off sideways or it, it the ball goes past you curving and you haven't really seen it, yeah, it's, it's hard to... It's hard to try to uh, adjust to something that you've seen the first time. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, well done, Johnny, on at least, you, you know, you're starting to play some better plays. You're seeing more things. It's it's a great learning experience. So it's it's great to see you progressing like this. So stick with it. See if you can get some of these players to, you know, hit a lot of side spin loops towards you and, and you'll get used to it. But, yeah, good work and keep on progressing. And uh, thanks for being part of the show. Now we have a question from Yazid. He says, hi, Alois. Is it good to learn many serves? Ah, so I, Yazid, I think initially, yes, it is. It's good to have to learn a wide variety of serves and just experiment with different types of serves and see what um, you feel comfortable firstly doing and then also see what uh, feels comfortable when they return the ball to you. Um, 
After that, though, then you can start to specialise and maybe select two or three serves that you really want to try to develop further in your game. So initially, yes, learn a lot of serves. Learn the tomahawk, the pendulum, the backhand, um, the high toss, all those sorts of all sorts of serves, and see what works for you. Okay, then you can specialise, narrow it down a little bit more. Yeah, great advice there, Alois. Now, one serve that I think a lot of people don't learn, and I'm not sure why, is the high toss serve, Alois. I mean, this is just a different question here. But is that really that difficult to serve to learn? Or once you sort of learn to basic serve, can you then just throw the ball higher and do the same serve? Yeah, I I have a lot of time for the high toss serve. And I think, as you said, it's a serve that, that players don't tend to use a lot. Um, it is pretty simple to, to learn. You know, like once you've got the basics and the feel of, of um, the contact of the bat on the ball, then the high toss is not that much difficult, uh, not that much different. Um, so experiment with it. Have, have a go at um, doing some high toss serves. And um, in our uh, serving secrets um, section of the uh, of the site, of the site, um, we've got a specific lesson on the high toss serve as well. So, so learning how to firstly throw the ball up um, straight, uh, so you don't end up chasing the ball into the next court, um, and then also just the timing of what you need to do with the contact. But yeah, it's not that difficult, you know. Like yeah, give it a go. Give that high toss serve a go. Absolutely. There's a challenge for everyone. Next time you're out on the table, practice a high toss serve and then uh, get back to us. Let us know uh, if it worked well for you. All right. Next up is a question from Ilya who says, some players claim that they can judge the spin on the service received by watching the logo. Recently, I tried to spot those annoying no spin serves by watching if the logo is visible, but I found that staring at the logo takes too much focus. So what are your thoughts about this, Alois, when returning serve? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not it's not only when you're returning serve. I mean, all the time, just the whole time, there needs to be a real focus and a real watching of the ball. So if you can start to do that better, then your whole game will improve. Um, as far as actually seeing the logo, okay, so if that's the logo... If the ball's spinning, then you're just not going to see the, the, the logo at all because the ball's are spinning too fast. So it's more just for the no-spin serve, and then if you see the logo, then you know that there's less spin on the ball. So um, so I, th- I think Ilya um, is quite um, attuned to that. Um, so watching the ball is great, um, and then if, the, if it is a no-spin serve, then you will be able to see the logo. As far as taking too much focus, it's just a matter of getting used to it earlier. So initially, when you try to watch the ball and track it all the way, it's all you almost get it a little bit disoriented um, because your, your focus is there rather than on the whole world. But eventually, you'll start to settle down and you'll start to get used to that sort of feeling. So can't stress enough, um, keep thinking about focusing on the ball um, eventually you'll start to feel comfortable with that feeling as well. So, yeah, persevere with it, Ilya. Yeah, great tips, great tips. And thanks for the question, Ilya. 
Well, Alois, um, I think you have proven that uh, you were ready for those questions. That's um, some really good advice, um, and I think people will get a lot out of this show. So, can I go back to sleep now, can I? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Certainly can. So thank you, everybody, for watching. Make sure you check out pingskills.com. Sign up for our free newsletter. Lots of great tips every week. And if you really want to improve your game, check out our premium membership again at pingskills.com. So thanks, everyone, for watching. And thank you, Alloys. Thanks, Jeff. And, um, yeah, thanks, viewers. It's it's really great, the interaction we have and uh, the answers to the questions and things. Yeah, it makes the show worthwhile and uh, and hopefully gets more information out there to all the table tennis players. So, yeah, thank you. Indeed. Now, you are going on a bit of a journey, Alloys, so the we're going to be stopping the show for just over a week. So um, just keep an eye out on our website for when the next show will be. Absolutely. Get onto it. Keep a track of it. We'll be back shortly in about a week. Indeed. Thanks, everyone. Bye.